Hello, and welcome to Thing of the Week, a podcast where two nerds talk about their most recent obsessions. I'm Nick. And I'm Luke, and you can find us most Mondays uh, at noon central time on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Copy RSS. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey, Luke. What What is what is grief, if not love, persevering? <laughs> what a great line. Oh my god, I, I cried like a baby. Okay, so, um, uh, so just uh, just to get this out of the way, out of the way up front, this is our WandaVision spoiler cast episode. Yep. Uh, yep. There will be spoilers for all of WandaVision and probably yep. for all of the MCU films. So uh, yep. Yep. just getting that way, getting that out of the yep. way up front. Your warning is is now. So this is your yes. chance to turn back. Okay. So. Um, I guess let's kind of start from the beginning of the series. Uh, it's uh, all of the promotional materials leading up to this. Uh, they they showed what looked like this weird, like um, like fifties sitcom version of uh, of uh, Wanda Maximoff and Vision uh, living together in you know. A, typical like 50s sitcom sort of setting you know like your your suburban home your 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 modern house uh well modern back then um and uh my my impression when i saw this was like you know because they announced this along with a batch of other uh, tv shows like loki and falcon and the winter soldier my initial impression was that this seemed like the least interesting of all of those because it to me it came off as this like uh uh, kind of just like a fun side project, almost like, um, it's. I almost like I almost suspected that it was going to be non-canonical to the MCU, even though it stars these actors who play these roles in MCU films. Um, so so tell me about your impressions of the uh, the initial marketing. It was pretty much the same. Uh, it was a lot of like not really sure like okay if is this what this is gonna be just like a weird one-off sitcom thing i also had the thought of well vision's dead like unequivocally dead so like what was that kind of so there was a little bit of a mystery right from the jump for me because of just like okay well how's vision here um so part of me was thinking, okay, maybe this is like some kind of a weird one-off. And, and in a way, I was kind of right that it was sort of this weird like alternate universe that existed in Wanda's mind, except it didn't. But like, I kind of had a, a suspicion of that. But I also didn't... I'll be honest with you, when I first heard about the concept of the show, and when I first went over to my boyfriend's house and he was watching the first episode, I was not all that interested. I was like, okay, you know, this this is gonna be a this this could be a fun little experimental thing. Um, but I also because of that, and 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 I've heard a handful of people make the argument that like you could just you should just skip the first two episodes and cut right to the good stuff in episode three. I think that's a mistake. Um, I I don't think that that it's nearly the the twists and turns are not nearly as effective. If you don't go through that first couple of episodes of like, what in the hell is going on here? Um, 
but my my initial reaction to the promotion and everything was a very much of a like, oh, okay, what the hell is this supposed to be? What you said about how like how it kind of starts off slow, and uh, I I would agree with that. I definitely had the same sort of impression after watching those first two episodes, thinking like, okay, it's kind of got my interest, but like this, you know, I I can't watch an entire season of this. This does need to pick up, um, because those first two episodes, it's sort of like. It really leans hard into the, at least, like, the first episode especially, it leans hard into adapting that, like, 50s sitcom formula of, like, uh, you know, here's here's this couple in their their suburban home and their uh, their 9 to 5 jobs and they get up, they get into, like, like goofy antics. Actually, I think, I think only Vision had a job. Is that right? I think, yeah, uh, yeah. Wanda, Wanda, Wanda was, was the housewife. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, so very, very much what you'd expect. Um, uh, but then, you know, and I think it was smart of them to release the first two episodes at the same time because, uh, you you watch them back to back. And in the second episode, there's like, I think that was the one where Vision's boss comes over and you get like the situation where they're at dinner and like Vision can't remember like what happened before they moved to Westview. And you see... Uh, and also early on was like uh, uh, Wanda finding the the red helicopter, even though everything was black and white. And uh, it it teases that there's a little bit more going on here than this simply being like a non canonical spin off of uh, the MCU set in like this black and white world. So I, I think that you know for that reason, like doing a couple episodes in the first day was was a good idea because it it it, gi- it gives you time to get into it because I might not have come back for that second week otherwise. No, I don't know that I would have either, and I I don't know that a lot of people would have. And so it was it was a good idea because like when you watch those episodes back to back is when you kind of start. And now now I can say I don't know if this is because of have you have you rewatched the series yet? No, I've watched every episode once. So, if and when you get around to rewatching the series, it definitely has an, a. It's a lot creepier when you go through it the second time because you kind of already know what's going on. But even on the first two, like when you when you watch those first two episodes back to back, there's a lot of weirdness and creepiness hidden in there. Yeah, no, I, I almost think you kind of have to watch them. Like, yeah, like yeah, having them released on the same day. I agree with you. Was 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 the right call there. Because otherwise, it wouldn't have there wouldn't have been enough hinting in the in the first episode to bring people back for the second episode, and it would have been more sitcom stuff. And like you know, I do feel bad for the people who gave up after the show after the second episode and decided it wasn't for them. But I don't know how they could have missed the fact that they were so wrong. Because like, I mean, I don't know. At least the corners of the internet that I frequent were absolutely obsessed with this show. So you get a couple more episodes in, and uh, you, episode four or five, I think, I think it was four, where um, you you meet uh, Monica Rambo, uh, who, if, for anyone who has seen Captain Marvel, knows that she is the daughter of uh, Maria Rambo. Monica is the daughter of Maria, uh, who is the best friend of uh, Carol Danvers. And, uh, you know, they they go and investigate this Westview phenomenon and like the police are there and they say that like Westview doesn't exist. There's a town called Eastview or something. And uh, you you learn that like it actually is like canonical. It's happening within the MCU. It's, you know, this isolated like this one town that's living inside this weird 
like 50s, 60s, 70s sitcom world. And with each, with each episode, like the, the sitcoms that they are mimicking, I don't remember what all of them were, but they are they're mimicking like newer and newer sitcoms, like a decade uh, per yeah, episode. Yeah, it would jump decade every episode. Um, I think it was I Love Lucy, Bewitched was the second episode. The third episode, I think, was Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. And the fourth episode was Modern Family, I believe. Yeah. And then it kind of started to... The, the, the sitcom stuff became less prevalent as the show went on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it that actually... does bring me to one... Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But that brings me to one thing that I really, really... I didn't notice at first until we were watching it through the second time and it was pointed out to me. Um... I don't know if you noticed this, but if you when you're watching the show, when it goes back and forth between the sitcom world and the real world, the aspect ratio changes. Okay. So it goes to a TV ratio, full screen on your TV when it's in the sitcom world, but then it goes to a cinematic widescreen like 16 by 9. Yeah, I think, when I, think I noticed that. And, and there were a couple of moments that were like, really impacted by like the real world creeping into the sitcom world and you would see the aspect ratio slowly changing it was one of those subtle things that i never caught until i went through it the second time but it was just just those tiny little touches and like i don't know like if this show doesn't win all the awards this year that's a crime but uh um yeah and because you kind of start to notice that that four by three not even four by three but that kind of full screen tv aspect ratio doesn't come up as much in the later episodes as things kind of well basically start to fall apart but we're not there yet i'm getting ahead of us ourselves um yeah so uh the first handful of episodes they they go through this you know progression of like newer and newer sitcoms um yeah and there's a a recurring character uh who uh agnes who is the, the, nosy, the, neighbor. the nosy neighbor and yep. um uh you unless you're like you know visiting like the the subreddit and things like that you don't yeah. necessarily suspect that uh she's in on this she seems like no uh she seems like she's just another victim of whatever is happening here which uh, yes. as the series goes on you realize is uh this is a a creation of Wanda's um yeah it's all Wanda. It's all Wanda. According um, to Monica Rambeau. Yes. Uh, and it's, it was great because the, there were, what, nine episodes? And I think every nine. episode between, like, between, like, four and eight, there were, like, pretty big realizations. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, like, each of those episodes, like, kind of left me walking away thinking, like, man, this is really good. Like, it's yeah. better than it has any right to be any right to be yeah yeah um and let's see as uh as as things progress uh you find out like uh i don't want to i don't want to go out of order here but uh you find out around episode 6 or 7 or something like that where that um uh agnes is actually agatha harkness who is a a yep. witch uh from mm. the comic books uh, extremely she was powerful witch. Extremely powerful witch. She uh, she was in the Salem witch trials, which is kind of her origin yep. story. Uh, I think there's like a, a cold ep- a cold open in one of the episodes that shows yep. her being. That, I believe uh, that was episode 
8 because episode 8 was like almost entirely flashbacks. Um, yeah. Between getting Agatha's backstory with the Salem and basically killing off her entire coven and absorbing all of their power. And then we start yeah. seeing Wanda's backstory in that absolutely tragic way that that was. Um, if I remember correctly, Agatha Harkness in the comic continuity is like the third most powerful magician in the universe behind like the Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange or the Ancient One, whoever is kind of yeah. taking up that mantle. Um, so Agatha Harkness is a big goddamn deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of the point. Uh, which does kind of lead me to the... This show was an absolute masterclass in trolling the audience. And I loved every second of it. Like, you know, there was a contingency of fans that felt as if as if they were um, cheated in some way. Or they were being manipulated. And they were. We were all being manipulated by... There was a handful of red herrings and, and things like that in this show with, like... Um, what's his name Evan Peters mm -hmm. uh, being cast as, as Pietro and then you know that kind of not going anywhere but I still I don't know maybe that still has somewhere to go you know yeah um, but the best troll ever and I'm jumping ahead a little bit but the best troll of this entire show was Paul Bettany um, in his interview where he talked about the cameo in the last episode of an actor that he has great chemistry with and he always wanted to work with and then we finally <laughs> find out he was talking about himself I as someone who did that not is genius. as someone who did not consume anything about this show outside of the show itself, I, I was not aware yeah. of that, but that is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing because like the subreddit was completely full of like, is it it's gonna be Ultron, Doctor Strange is gonna show up and all of these people, but then then it's like, Well no, he worked with all of those actors in the other movies, so it's you know, and then people are like, It's gonna be Al Pacino playing Mephisto or Mephisto and all of this and oh my god, the Mephisto stuff was so fun. That's fantastic. Uh, oh, it was great. It was great. It was so great. Like, I've never seen a fandom get so excited and, and dig into a show so much only to be wrong about so much of it. Uh. I, maybe as, maybe that's infuriating for you. I don't know how you feel about that, but maybe. No, I loved it. I think it's great because I I like that I, they, they, they tricked me. Mm -hmm. Like. I thought I knew what was going on, and I I didn't, and that was delightful to me. Yeah. Um, you know, like I got the I got the, I I called the Agatha Harkness thing a little early. Yeah. But and and that was still very exciting. But like, oh no, it doesn't bother me at all that like that my fan theories were wrong. No, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely love you know be being taken by surprise. That's that's why that's why oh, I don't yeah. watch trailers. It's why I don't yeah. uh, delve into like the fandom before. Uh, and like the fan theories and things like that before I'm finished with a series, um, right? Right. I I absolutely just want to go in completely blind. Yeah, um, that's the best way to do it. And honestly, that was kind of how I I started Wandavision. Like, I really knew very little of it, mm -hmm. and and the beginning of this show was me walking into the house, and he was already watching it, and so I just kept watching it with him. And then like later on, I I went back and rewatched it from the beginning and kind of caught up with everything. And yeah. So, like, I, I was completely blind to, like, I think you had mentioned the show to me, and then later that day I watched it for the first time, and I really knew very little about it. Yeah. I think I watched a trailer after you told me about it, and then later that night I, I just kind of happened to watch. So I had no idea what was going on. Uh, 
which definitely added to the the mystery of the whole thing. Because really, at the core, like this, well, I don't know. I keep th- this show is a it's a mystery show, right? Like yeah. But like it also, I don't know. It's got its main theme is grief, which I think is something. First of all, I don't think that really got gets explored very much in the MCU it mm-hmm. is it's heavy emotions like grief. And I think that this show was a really, really good example yeah. of, of how to explore grief in this fantastical world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you can almost kind of chart Wanda's trajectory over the episodes. Yeah. Um, as she's going through the different stages of grief and she, when she finally, ex- you know, reaches acceptance at the end, uh, which I do kind of like, okay, we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Okay. But, like, Wanda and White Vision are going to get together, right? Like. I think so. Yeah, you, right? It just seems obvious, right? You'd think so. And you stayed all the way through the end credits of the last episode, right? Like, yep. all the way? Yep. You watched both of them? Yep. Okay. So the boys are coming back, too, then, probably. I think so. Which, on one hand, I'm, I'm crazy excited about. Because I, lo- I I love Vision and I love I love Wiccan and Speed. They're great characters, but it does. I worry that it might take away some of the impact of the ending of WandaVision. But I, I kind of mm-hmm. don't really care, cause it was really really good, and I kind of just want Wanda to get what she wants at this point. Like Wanda is now my favorite Marvel character. Yeah, yeah. You know she 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 never got her own standalone film, which is a no. shame. Um, and yeah. she kind of just. You know, uh, she she shows up in like the Avengers films and Civil War and stuff, but like those are right. those are ensemble pieces, and mm-hmm. uh, there's only and so much time been, that like... you can dedicate to one character, uh, right? And the the show I think really helps flesh out uh, her character overall, and like I feel like I care yeah. a lot more about her oh, and yeah. about Vision yeah. after watching this. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why I want like you know. Like, it may take away from some of the impact of the ending of the show, the things that Wanda had to give up to save all those people. Yeah. But I care enough about Wanda to this point where I want her to have those things as a character. Like, Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. This, new, this next phase is going to be really interesting, and I think it's going to get weird. Um, so, yeah. I, I also I want to talk about, um, you know, we kind of addressed... I think that there's two things that the show did really well, and we've already addressed one of them, which is a subversion of expectations. Um, yeah. The other thing that I think it did really well was it achieved strong emotional resonance, which yeah for a which for an MCU series is uh, it's it's not common. Um, no. Especially no. like like from a romantic standpoint, I, mm-hmm. there have been uh, you know you know many like romantic subplots within the mcu but none of them really hit home like sure some of them are downright awkward no like no. uh like uh yeah uh natasha and um banner like that in banner, age of ultron right. like it that just, was just uncomfortable just didn't, and out of yeah. left field right um oh yeah and uh even uh even scarlet witch and vision like in the movies uh to a certain extent felt weird to me um it, it did but after watching this like i 
I get it. Like I feel for yeah. these characters. Um, I think it's, that the last yeah. the last couple of episodes really did their relationship a lot of justice. Um, uh, I agree. Like when like w- when you find out how uh, uh, when uh, when Natasha is not Wanda 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 yeah I mix them up the uh, the the Eastern yeah. European sounding names. Um, oh yeah well and honestly they do kind of look similar too um but uh i mean her name's in the title i don't know how i mixed that up but when uh, when <laughs> wanda and agatha are doing their little flashback sequence where you see like wanda as a kid and like wanda like uh you know losing losing vision and and like going and like stealing his body and things like that and then like how yep. she came to create westview as this uh uh this 1950s sitcom like uh, uh utopia uh yep. it's like it's very emotionally resonant you can feel the tragedy that she went through yeah oh yeah and then yeah yeah and then in the last episode uh you know it didn't have like any any of those big reveals any of those big uh shocking moments necessarily no. but um it had it had some really emotionally resonant dialogue uh, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna butcher this a little bit, but there was uh, uh, there's that part where you know the the Westview like the Westview bubble is like collapsing in and it's like restoring yeah. everything to normal and they're like sitting in their house and they're saying goodbye and uh, Vision oh. says to Wanda Wanda what am I and uh, I'm I'm gonna butcher this a little bit but she says something yeah. like um, you're the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me your metal wires yeah. blood and bones you're my despair and my hope but mostly you're my love. Oh. And he says uh, uh, something like, I'm, I was, first I was a machine-made man, then I was a memory made real. Who knows what I'll be next? And there's that yep. line about, like, we've, we've said goodbye twice before. It only stands to reason that we'll say hello again. And that yep. is just some, oh. some fantastic oh. Oh. dialogue. Oh, my God, it's so good. That's so good. Oh, God, yeah, no. Like... I think this is definitely the most emotionally resonant thing I've ever seen come out of the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. And I kind of am now I'm starting to look forward to this like idea of Marvel doing more TV shows and like limited run series like this, because like, yeah, it really does kind of give you this nine episodes to really start to live with these characters, even even in their own sort of weird projections and grief laden uh alternate worlds that they've created like you kind of yeah. get to like understand these characters on a different level on a more emotional level that i i really kind of like yeah um, but yeah the dialogue and the writing and, and the handling of the emotions was was oh god it was too good it was so good like <laughs> yeah it, it was just oh my god fantastic um and then another thing that i nothing that i liked was um uh, a lot of shows would probably be tempted to, uh, like, I think that a lot of shows and movies, and the MCU is no exception to this, uh, uh, they tend to lean really heavily on spectacle. Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, there was a little bit of this in, in, in WandaVision, but, like, for the most oh, part, yeah, like, yeah. The, especially towards the end. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, it was, you know, it was it was story and emotion that carried this. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the one thing that I liked was that they they resisted the urge to like turn like vision like like fake vision versus white vision into like an epic yeah. boss battle at the end. Right. Like they started out that way, and then uh, fake vision ends up beating white vision using philosophy citing the story of of the ship of theseus um oh yeah i just that was cool i it it, that's more subversion of expectation right there because like you expect that like yeah vision versus vision Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a big spectacle agatha versus scarlet witch like you know two of the most powerful magicians you're expecting that to be this huge spectacle, and in some ways it was, and it started, you know, there was a sprinkling of that. Mm-hmm. But even, yeah, you're right, even the big final boss battles at the end were solved and resolved through emotional means. Yeah. Not just big blowy uppy. Yeah. Um, which I, lo- I love big blowy uppy. I don't want it to sound like I don't. I do. I keep paying to see these movies. Yeah. But, yeah, the emotional angle was really kind of fun to see and like yeah i i kind of hope that this is a flavor that we're going to continue to see moving into phase four of of marvel because i want more of it now yeah that would be just fantastic oh yes oh god yes so there's some unanswered questions yes um that hold on i I have some of them written down okay so, my first sort of, like, kind of obvious open question at the end is, where did White Vision go? I do not know. I'm... Okay. Uh, See, nobody knows. He flew away. Yeah. Um, he flew away after Fake Vision gave White Vision his memories. Yeah, right. So he got all his memories back. So for like all intents and purposes, he is the vision. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Kind of. That's a that's a question that I'm I'm hoping gets answered and over yeah. the next year or so. Um, the big one for me and the one that I still can't get my head around is, okay, so fake vision inside the hex. Yes, was fake. He was made of you know, Wanda's power, right? Mm-hmm. And Hayward was tracking him. According to mm-hmm. the show, he was using the radioactive decay of vibranium in order to track the vision inside the hex. But now we know that he was never the vision. Wanda did not steal his body, and his body was not made of vibranium. So how in the hell was Hayward tracking the vision? Uh, that sounds like a plot hole to me. It might be. It might be. Or, or, or did it have something to do with that soul stone? Or mind stone or whichever stone it was. Uh, mind stone. I might have said soul stone earlier, but it's definitely the mind I, stone. I always, I always get them mixed up, so it's all good. But like, so the mind stone, maybe he was, maybe there was something there. I don't think we're, I think, I think we're going to find out a lot more about Hayward coming up. Um, yeah. I think I think he knows more and is up to more <clears throat> than we're supposed to that that we're led to believe right now. Um, some folks think think he's Ultron. I'm not entirely sold on that one yet, but because uh, because 
the thing about the Marvel fandom is that we see Ultron everywhere, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody wants Ultron to come back for some reason. I don't really know why, but they do. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think I think we're gonna. I think there's more to Hayward, and I think he got arrested at the end of WandaVision, rightfully so, because he was a dick. Yeah. But I don't think we're. I don't think we're anywhere near done with him yet. Yeah, he he could come back. I I'm not sure. I see him. I, I'm not sure I, I see something as big as like him being Ultron. I don't I don't see something no, like no no no. I don't think I do that, that scale. Um, no, I think what he's going to wind up being is he's going to be a secondary protagonist that leads us to or a secondary antagonist that leads us to the real villain. That could be it. That seems. I think I think he's in league with somebody. Who? No idea. Mephisto? Probably not. But you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um uh I as for the other stuff like like tracking the vibranium and like the the Wanda saying the vision is like the part of the mind stone that lives in me. I didn't Yeah. Like d- does she have part of the mind stone in her? How does that work? That was what I kind of assumed like when she was when they were when in the flashback episode when she was in that facility mm-hmm. and they had her interact with the mind stone and it showed her her future self, although she didn't know what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. I had kind of assumed that part of the mind stone had kind of ingrained itself in her. And that was what amplified the power that was already there. Yeah. So I kind of assumed that, yeah, like that's where like kind of part of the mind stone started living on inside Wanda. I don't know. Maybe I I might have like just completely misinterpreted that part. Maybe and maybe she was just being completely metaphorical. It it could be metaphorical. I I something it just doesn't feel like it would be like I just I can't bring myself to interpret that literally um, because yeah. the let's see the the mind stone was destroyed by Thanos after the snap. Uh, you know, yeah. in Endgame where he says, I use the stones to destroy the stones. But then they also, they go yeah. back in time and they take stones, bef- they take the stones again. They reassemble the stones. Um, yeah. And they uh, they use the stones to bring everyone back. They use the stones to destroy Thanos and his army. Uh, yeah. And then Captain America goes and returns them to where they were. So, right. I, I don't know. Unless, uh, unless mm. there's... Unless like she went out and got the mind stone, I, I don't see. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think it's metaphorical. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. So you know, who knows? But you know, I think it's. I think a lot of folks were expecting every single question to be answered at the end of this season, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that that was kind of not the point and i i think it's better served that that there are still questions at the end of this yeah because again we are talking about a continuing growing universe and and a, and a you know a story that's being told over multimedia multi-year arcs like yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be mysteries left and that's kind of you know kind of the point so you know yeah and there's uh, probably also just gonna be plot holes Oh, I mean, yeah, there's always going to be that. I mean, mm-hmm. no, no writer is perfect. No matter how hard they try, no writer mm-hmm. can be perfect. 
But all that being said, this show is still, in my opinion, as close to a 10 out of 10 as you're ever going to get. Um, we'll see in a couple of months. My enthusiasm might change a little bit. But right now, <laughs> this is like one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you need to you should definitely rewatch the series and binge through the whole series when you get a chance. I, I kind of want to. Um, I, I will definitely yeah, you do definitely that at, at some point. Um, I've it, actually it, it, been... It hits different. <laughs> it yeah. hits different when you know what's going on. I, uh, I've actually been re-watching the MCU movies with Mel. We're watching them in chronological okay. order instead of oh, release God. order. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I... I 100% do not recommend like the first time you watch them yeah. because like you're yeah. going to watch yeah. you're going to watch Captain Marvel second and it's going to have that post credit scene alluding to things that happen in uh Infinity War and Endgame and it's yeah. not going to make any sense to you. Uh and then no, after that be all over. Yeah. After that all the other films are going to be in basically the same order. So just yeah. just watch them in release order. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so maybe once we get back to like post Endgame uh, I'll rewatch WandaVision. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, that might even be better because then you'll have like some time mm-hmm. in between. Because literally, like Friday. Okay, <laughs> oh my God. So Friday morning, um, he had to work early, so I woke mm-hmm. up at like five thirty in the morning. Yeah. So we could watch WandaVision together before he went to work, mm-hmm. and so that way I could safely get on the internet at all. <laughs> um. So we watched the last episode Friday morning, and I'm pretty sure Friday night we started over and watched all nine episodes. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wonder, like, it might be kind of cool to have, like, that cool-off time. Yeah. Uh, and then when you come back to it, let's say, in a couple of months to see kind of how it hits then, you know, I don't know. But, like, it definitely hits different. The story yeah. beats hit differently when you know what's going on. And I'll tell you, it's a lot... Even the first two episodes are a lot more sad when you know what's happening. Okay. Um, but it's almost like... It's almost worth watching a second time because of having that context again. And, and part of me does wish that I had one of those men in black zapper thingies so I could erase it all from my brain and start over and watch it new all over again. Um, oh, yeah. I, I wish I had one of those for so but, many uh, things. So many things, but you know, uh, you know, for now, go back and rewatch it, you know. But yeah, no, I, I definitely think you should. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So, oh, do you yeah. have any closing oh, yeah. thoughts? Not really. Like I did, but I kind of touched on that earlier, talking about how I I felt like this show handled grief. Mm-hmm. in a really interesting way and that that seemed to be the main theme running through this entire show was grief mm-hmm. and i i really do think this show did a wonderful job expressing what grief can actually be like and and like using a superhuman to show the extent to which grief can control somebody's life i thought really worked well as a as a demonstration of how grief can really consume every corner of your life. Yeah. Even when you're a normal person. Um and to me that was really the big the biggest takeaway I had from this show is just how powerful well not even just grief, just how powerful our emotions are 
even for us regular, everyday, normal, non-superhero people, um, how powerful emotions can be, I think, is, is, is the, theme, the main theme that I took away from that show, and I thought it was handled incredibly well, especially given that it's a comic book property that usually doesn't delve into those types of emotions. Yeah. Um, I thought it was handled with class, and I thought it was handled with care and in a way that really illustrated what, what grief can do to a person. Um, well said. And in a way, in a way, I think it does kind of help to continue the conversation of normalizing mental health in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to me that, that was, you know, like as, as somebody who has struggled with, dealt with mental health problems my entire life, there was that part of the show spoke to me a lot. And I, like I said, I just thought it was really, really well done. Awesome. Um, I think, uh, uh, dude, for lack of uh, anything like to add, really, I, I, I would echo your thoughts exactly. Um, yeah, cool. It's, uh, I would say, you know, in addition to what you've said, and in, in addition to what I've already said, I think that uh, other movies and TV shows can take a lesson from uh, like the way that WandaVision was marketed, I think. If you yeah. set expectations at a certain point and you don't give away the entire thing in the trailer, then yeah. like I think that alone can leave people walking away from the thing that you've made with their minds blown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. I, I agree completely. <laughs> you know. Uh, setting expectations and then subverting those expectations exactly um but yeah but doing it in a clever way uh yeah yeah uh i i swear i've said this on the podcast before but i feel like the the traditional method of uh subverting expectations is uh using like the the walking dead formula or the like late stage game of thrones formula which is where mm -hmm. you kill main characters and then you say ah, you didn't expect that did you um right right and it's not clever uh, no, it's, it's sad sometimes, but, uh, right. But more often than not, it's infuriating and mm -hmm. it feels like you're being manipulated. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. A good subversion of expectations is one that you can go back and re-examine the text and see all the signs for it. Exactly. But only after, you know. Yes. Uh, that's what a good subversion of expectation is, is one where you lay the groundwork, but you, like you said, you do it in a clever way mm -hmm. to where you give the, give the reader all the information they need to get, to make that conclusion themselves, but in a way that they don't, you know, I, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank so you, everybody. So I think our overall consensus... Oh, I was going to say, I think our overall consensus is that WandaVision is great and that we have a podcast. So you could go ahead and do your thing now. <laughs> do your little thing. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Thing of the Week with Luke and Nick. You can find us almost every Monday at noon Central Time on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public... Fuck. Radio Public, Spotify, and Copy RSS. Goodbye. See ya.